Hey guys, welcome to episode number 13 of the Quantum to Infinity podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the quantum Zeno effect. And in our previous episode, we discussed the Zeno paradox. So I highly recommend you check that one out before you jump into this video. So now what does the Zeno paradox have to do with the quantum Zeno effect? To understand this, we must take a walk back to a concept we discussed earlier, spectrums. We discussed the emission spectrum in which an electron falling back to a lower energy level from a higher energy level will emit light. This is a quantum phenomenon and we ask the question, does the act of measurement change how the atom jumps? And the answer is yes. It's called the quantum Zeno effect. The underlying principle is that frequent measurements of the atom state actually alters the atom behavior, decreasing the probability that the atom might jump to a lower energy level and slowing the transition process. Each time we measure an atom to be in an excited state, the quantum wave function collapses, thus resetting the clock of this decay process, and if measured often enough, the atom will not transfer to a lower energy level. However, as predicted in 1997, there's also a possibility that frequent measurements or observations can make the jump of the atom more likely, thus accelerating the decay process. And this phenomenon is known as the anti-Zeno effect. But how do we know if the decay process is going to be accelerated or retarded? Now, there are various electromagnetic modes around an atom, extending through all space that can contain any number of photons all at the same frequency. When an electron falls to a lower energy level, a photon will escape and propagate in one of these electromagnetic modes. When there are fewer of these modes near the electron, the decay or transfer of these electrons becomes slower. And if there are a large number of these modes, then the decay or transfer becomes faster. To properly understand this phenomenon, an experiment can be carried out with cryogenic microscopic circuit with energy levels <clears throat> like an atom. We probe the energy state of the circuit by shining microwave light at it and seeing how it reflects back. This process of measurement physically disturbs the energy levels of the circuit. To see how the quantum Zeno effect arises, we created a situation where the electromagnetic modes were not evenly spaced. In one case, where the measurement perturbation allows the photon to access fewer modes, the Zeno effect is seen as the decay takes a longer time. However, on the other hand, when the electron is exposed to a large number of electromagnetic modes, the anti-Zeno effect is observed. Whether you prefer the Copenhagen interpretation or the many worlds theory, one thing that is common for both of them is that something happens when you measure their states. And ultimately, only one state is observable to you. And the quantum Zeno effect doesn't depend on the interpretation, but it's easier to discuss what's going on with the Copenhagen interpretation. The quantum Zeno effect can be used to reduce the chance of a system changing states by measuring it many times in an environment with low electromagnetic modes. <clears throat> now, why should you care about how an electron moves and which energy level it will be in and how it transfers? How does this affect the common everyday man, right? So in the paper published by Raghuram Kamath, a professor from the University of Southern California, he discusses various applications of the quantum Zeno effect which are all related to the common man and a normal life, not just that of physics. We'll cover the applications of the quantum Zeno effect in the next episode. And I hope you enjoyed this one because that's all for this episode, guys. Stay tuned for more content and thank you.